You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God is faithful even during hard times. This allows us to be content and steadfast while we look to Him for provision, deliverance, and favor. Learn more about this truth in week one of our series, Gospel Demonstrated. And today we're going to talk about facing adversity. Okay? Facing adversity, and this is relevant to all of us. Some of us here, maybe you are in the you're facing a, a trial or a challenge. You are in the middle of an uh, adversity. Some of us are about to face or enter that trial period. Maybe for some of us, we're just getting out of that trial and we're trying to still process uh, everything that happened. And so this message is for all of us. And even though this was originally written for Christians who lived 2,000 years ago, this message, I believe, is a now word for us, a timely message. Okay, so if you have your Bible with you, let's open it to James chapter 1. And we'll read from verse 2 all the way to verse 18. Let me pray right now. Lord, we commit to you this time and the entire series. We pray, Lord, this will be eye-opening and life-changing for all of us. Lord, I pray that you will allow us to have an understanding of your word and how it applies to us in our relationship to the people around us, especially to those who are in need. Lord, we thank you for the life that you've given to us and thank you for making us a channel of that life so that people will experience your reality as well. So thank you, Lord. Bless the preaching of your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, verse 2, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Uh, This was originally written to Christians who were uh, dispersed. They are all over the place because of persecution. And many of them are experiencing poverty. Sobrang pini-persecute po sila. There's a high cost for being a Christian during that time. Being a Christian during their time is not just going to church on a Sunday. Some of them were put in prison. Some of them were killed because of their faith. And because of that, they were scattered. And the, their, their finances, their family life, everything was affected. Because of that, some of the believers were forced. They are tempted to compromise in some areas of their faith. So because of that, James wrote a letter to encourage the Christians, the saints. Now, of course, wala pang text message, no? walang internet. So it's really a manual delivery of the letter. And this was given to encourage their faith and teach them, how do you demonstrate your faith in the midst of adversity? Now, for all of us as Christians, adversity, trial, is one of the best opportunities to demonstrate our faith. That's why James said, consider it pure joy. Okay, everyone say joy. Now, I can imagine James telling the Christians, sabi niya, alam mo ang difference natin, we have a different perspective. When we look at trials, we can consider, we can have joy in the midst of adversity because there's more to facing these challenges. Now, what he's saying is not for us to pretend that we're always happy. Hindi ibig sabihin, pag-Kristyano ka, dapat di ka nagiging malungkot. 
Ano nangyari sa'yo? Ito, nagsara ang negosyo. God is good. Na hindi yun ang ibig sabihin ni James, no? What he's saying is that when you go through hardship, have eyes of faith and heart full of hope. Because it's producing steadfastness. It's producing something. It has a temporary benefit, but it also have eternal benefits. Now, here's the definition that I got about steadfastness. The ability to endure all kinds of difficulty while still waiting in hope and patience for God's best to come. So pag Christiano tayo, may faith tayo kay Lord, para tayong may superpower. You don't easily quit. When people are giving up, nagtatap out na sila, ayoko na, hindi ko na kaya, pero you have the supernatural ability to, to keep on going. Kahit wala pa yung answer sa prayer, kahit things happened not according to the way you planned it to be, you still worship God. You can still uh, display a good attitude. You can still give. You can still disciple other people. Help them in their walk with God when you yourself are going through something difficult. Steadfastness. You know, one of the primary purpose of trials, according to this text, is to make our faith strong. What's ironic is that the trials and shakings that come to us is really designed to make us unshakable, immovable. In the process of enduring, di lang tayo nag endure our faith muscles are developed. We learn something in the midst of trials. Kaya sabi ni, ni James, temporary lang tong trial na to eh. Wala namang bagyo na tumagal ng isang taon. Kahit gaano kalakas, siguro, linggo, araw, pero temporary lang yan. Whatever storm we're going to face in life, it's temporary. But there's something that we're going to get and gain from this trials. It will produce steadfastness and then it will result to, for us becoming perfect and complete. Not lacking anything. Perfect doesn't mean wala ka ng flaws. Or wala ka ng masamang ugali, no? So, it doesn't mean you will become a person without flaws. What that means, perfect, meaning you will have everything you need in order to live the life that God wants you to live. You're mature, you're not lacking anything. What's interesting for me is that one of the trials that Christians will face in this life is financial lack. I'm sure nakaranas na tayo ng financial difficulty. Yung nakaranas na tayo, yung short, gipit, tinambling-tambling mo na yung budget, hindi talaga magkasya. Tinanggal mo na yung grocery, tinanggal mo na yung electricity, tinanggal mo na yung, lahat na tinanggal mo, wala nang natira, no? Hindi pa rin sapat. But you know what's amazing is, with financial lack after the trial, the Bible says, we will lack nothing. When I was preparing this message, I was reminded of one of our leaders here in church who normally attends the morning services. His name is Mr. Rudy Gillian. And I heard his testimony, mga twice pa lang siguro, but the summary of his testimony, he was 13th of the 16 siblings. 13, 16 sila magkakapatid, no? Pang 13 siya. They were poor. And when he was studying in his second year of college to sustain his studies, Nag-apply po siya ng trabaho, but he was rejected because meron siyang tuberculosis. 
Somehow, he was able to manage to get other source. He was able to graduate. And pag graduate niya ng college, he tried uh, applying for a job again with different local companies. But same result, he was turned down kasi may sakit siya, tuberculosis. And his favorite line, pag nag encourage ng mga young entrepreneurs, sabi niya, nobody wants to hire me, so I was forced to hire myself. So na-force siya mag ng other option rather than being an employee, he was forced to do business. Fast forward, he now owns five companies in high-technology security systems providing advanced security systems to high-end hotels, banks, offices, and more. Now, what I'm saying is not all of us becoming business people or becoming really, really rich. What James is saying is that even in the midst of our trial, our sickness, our unemployment, our failures, our rejection, God can accomplish something good. God can produce endurance and God can make us mature and complete, not lacking anything, so that in any situation, we can serve the purposes of God. So consider it pure joy. Now, how do you persevere? Because when we go through trials, it sometimes situation becomes complicated. And sometimes it's not easy to think clearly and objectively. That's why uh, James said in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. What a beautiful promise from God that when we go through trials, we can go to God and ask for wisdom. And the Bible says, whoever you are, Christian or not, God will generously give you wisdom. Now, how many of you here, you need wisdom today? Nina navigate mo yung situation. Pag may trial, nagiging com- complex yung uh, paano ko ba to, ano bang decision natin dito? But the good thing is, the Bible says, when we go to God, Lord, give me wisdom, He will give you. Not because you're good or deserving, but because God wants His good will for your life. So, bibigyan ka niya. Let's go to God. Let's ask. The only condition is if we ask for wisdom, let's ask in faith. Faith, the other word for that is trust. Believe. So, pag pumunta ka kay Lord, whether magpray ka, magbasa ka ng Bible, magsik ka ng guidance from the scripture, the Bible says, wag ka mag-doubt. Mag-work ba talaga to sa situation ko? Gagawin ba talaga ni Lord? Rele- talaga ba? Mangyayari ba talaga to? If you're doubting, the Bible says, you will not receive anything. But if you ask in faith, you say, Lord, you approach God with this heart attitude. Lord, you know what's best for me. You are wise, you are good. Your ways are higher and better than mine. So whatever you say, even if I, will, I won't be able to understand it at first, it may sound not practical, it sounds illogical, but Lord, I will trust you. So if you approach God that way, you will receive wisdom. Um, I was listening to um, this uh, podcast, TED Talk. Ang ibig sabihin po nung TED Technology, Entertainment, and Design. This is really uh, 
well-attended gathering. TED Talk, mga, yung mga thought leader, mga leaders ng different industries, yung mga speaker na po dyan, mga presidents, Nobel Prize winners, um, Bill Gates, um, Bill Clinton, yung mga, ito yung mga leaders of leaders and people will go there to learn new ideas. That's, where, that's one of the venues that they go to. I was listening to this guy. His name is Robert Waldinger and this talk was given December 2017. Now the study, the, the title of his talk was What Keeps Us Healthy and Happy As We Go Through Life? His question was, if you are to invest now in your future best self, where would you put your time and energy? Now, there was a recent survey among millennials, and they were asked, what's your top goal in life? And 80% of them, the answer was to be rich. So if you are to invest now in your future best self, where would you put your time and energy? Now, this, he presented a study, the Harvard Study of Adult Development. For 75 years, they tracked the lives of 724 men and year after year, asking them questions about their work and their home life. They have videos, thousands of interviews. They interview the wife, the kids, the family. Uh, so 75 years, when he gave this talk last December 2017, about 60 of the original 724 men are still alive and participating in the study, most of them in their 90s. All were teenagers when they entered the study. Some are rich, some are poor. They grew up into adults who entered all walks of life. And some of them became factory workers, uh, lawyers, bricklayers, doctors. One became the president of the United States. Some developed alcoholism and some climbed the social ladder all the way to the top. What a study. What are the lessons they gathered? You'll be surprised. When I was listening to this, the conclusion they made after... Hundreds of millions of dollars invested in this study. 75 years, so many people involved. Here's, there's discovery. It's not about hard work or fame or wealth. The clearest message from this 75 years of study is this. Good relationships keep us happier and healthier. And he showed the result of how the memory lost, the, the, the lifespan of people, the quality of life, all of this came to this conclusion that the good life is built with good relationships. When I heard that, I thought that wisdom is as old as the Bible. Yan na yung sinasabi ni Jesus nun pa eh. When a teacher of the law approached Jesus and said, if you will summarize the whole commandments, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, Jesus was saying, life is about relationship. Life is about relationship. Wisdom. Go to God for wisdom. He is the source of wisdom. How many of you are convinced He is wise? Wiser than any one of us. Let's go to Him for wisdom. I hope it will not take us 75 years to receive the wisdom that comes from God. I hope it will not cost us hundreds of millions of pesos before we realize that God is right. That He knows what's best for us. James 1 verse 9 to 12, Let the lowly brother 
boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, it will pass away, for the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. He addressed the rich and the poor. Again, we're talking about how we can demonstrate the gospel in a practical way. The, the composition of the church during that time, few were rich, mostly are poor. And he, there is good news for the rich, there is good news for the poor. And ang exhortation niya doon sa mga naghihirap, endure. Don't lose hope because the best is yet to come. Ang exhortation niya doon sa mayayaman, for those of you who are experiencing comfort, don't forget that your life is short. That you're just passing away. And make sure whatever God has entrusted to you, that you steward, steward it well. You don't just use it up for yourself. Share it. So encouraging the church. Now, one of the main issues of James' letter is poverty. And that is very relevant to us, especially here in the Philippines, not only in our church. Because we are like the church during the time of James. Meron tayong mga mayaman, middle class, poor, but we're all one church. Now, according to this article last January from Inquirer about the state of poverty in our nation, 10 million Filipino families rate themselves poor. Now, I think overall in the Philippines, 46% of Filipinos, almost half, are in pov- below poverty line. How can we as a church demonstrate our faith in such a way that will affect and bring change in the lives of the people around us. Not just people who attend this church. Now, poverty is a situation, yes, but poverty is also a mindset. It's possible to be rich and have a poverty mentality. Mayaman, pero hirap na hirap magbigay. Baka tayo maubusan, baka kulangin, baka hindi sapat para sa future. Mayaman, pero hindi generous. May poverty mindset. Pero possible then to be poor and be, and, have a gen, and be generous. Rich mentality. Okay, kaya ni Lord yan, magpo-provide yan, magbigay tayo. Let's give. It's a mindset. It's not just a situation, but it's a mindset. One of my favorite stories from Pastor Steve, every time he will tell us Stories of old, yung mga early days, 1984, when our church was in a basement of a cinema. So yun lang, more than 100 students, most of them are poor. Recto, University Belt, 1984, martial law. So at that time, um lang yung church sa offering ng mga estudyante, so Whatever is collected, we will use that to pay the rent, the, ele- the electric bill, the water, and all the expenses that goes with the operation of planting a church. What's left will be the salary of the staff. So si Pastor Steve, kinikwento niya yung journey niya. Sabi niya, galing siya sa US, mayaman na bansa, mayaman siya, 
may liquor business yung tatay niya. I mean, pagdating niya sa Philippines, that's the first time, sabi niya, I saw poverty. Real poverty. In fact, sabi niya, the reason he stayed is he was moved by the poverty he saw. Spiritual poverty and the poverty of the people. As a church, we started with that heart, the heart of God for the poor. And that became a motivation for us as well. But in spite of that, um, pag nag Pag mag invite si Pastor Steve na mga friends niya from the U.S., mga Americans, and when they see the situation of the Philippine church, nabibreak yung heart nila, tapos kakausapan si Pastor Steve, can I sponsor some of your pastors? Lagi, may mga ganong offer. And Pastor Steve told us, you know, every time they offer, my answer is no. Because, sabi niya, if we do that, then these Filipino pastors will never learn to live by faith and look to God as the source. We will always rely for outside help. In the long run, it will paralyze the church. And we won't be able to do the work of God unless there is funding from foreign business people. No, we want to teach people that God is the source. Wow. And from there, we... Uh, from there we had great men and women of faith. Now we have 80 churches all over the Philippines. We've planted dozens of churches across uh, the globe. We built our own building and all of that through the faith of, the ch- of, our, of our church here in the Philippines. Amazing. Poverty is a mindset. It's not just a situation. Verse 13 to 15, Let no one say when he is tempted, James continued, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. Again, sabi ni James sa mga sa church, wag mong sabihin na, Siguro, inaalaw naman ako ni Lord mag-compromise ngayon kasi sobrang hirap ng buhay. Siguro, may intindihan na ni Lord. Sabi ni James, no, don't say that because God doesn't tempt anyone. I know life is hard, the situation is difficult, but it's not an excuse for us to compromise. This is the best opportunity for us to demonstrate our faith and to show that our God is faithful. So don't say God is tempting you because God doesn't tempt anyone. And do not fall into this temptation. Temptation doesn't come from really our situation. Sabi, it comes from our desire. You may gusto ka pero hindi mo makuha. And then, bahala na. Kahit anong mangyari, importante makuha ko to. Sabi niya, don't. Desire, to desire for good things is good. But at the expense of our relationship with God? No. There are two major temptations when it comes to money and material possession. And that is allowing money to become our ultimate source of security and identity. Pag tumitingin na tayo sa pera para sa kasiguraduhan, parang ito, pag may, pag may pera na to, then okay tayo lahat. So, money is not bad. Material possession is not bad. Become rich is not wrong. But when it starts taking us away from God, then something is wrong. 
when that becomes our priority rather than God, when that becomes our source of identity and security, and it can go both ways, rich and poor. For the poor, poverty can be an identity. May mga tao, they equate poverty with godliness. May vow of poverty. Na kami, mag, maka-Diyos kami. Hindi katulad ng mga to, malalayaw masyado. Ang mga bag, grabe. Pwede namang bayong lang. May ganun yung parang they pride themselves in, in their simple living. Simple living is good. But that can also be our identity. They pride. Oh, mahirap kami. Security also. Parang pag yumaman kami, magagawa ko ng pinapagawa ni Lord. Sa rich naman, pwedeng identity. We base our self-worth with our net worth. What we wear, what we drive, where we live, where we eat. That becomes our source of confidence. We feel good about ourselves because of what we have. That can be security as well. Hindi talaga pwede. Pastor, gusto ko sana mag-commit talaga kay Lord. Hindi talaga kaya. Eh. Daming negosyo. Daming... Okay. Actually, the business and the blessings should give us more opportunity to serve God. The more God blesses us, the effect should be the more we can be drawn closer to God. Because the blessing is not meant to take us away from God, it's meant to push us closer to Him. So, James said, don't fall to that temptation. And then he used this picture of a flower. Ilan na sa mga girls dito mahilig sa flower? Okay, yung wife ko, big sa kanya yan. Basta special occasion, kahit na isa lang na stem ng rose, basta meron. Kaya ako napahamak last week ng birthday niya. Ang dami kong prepare, nag-set up ako, may surprise. Ang nalimutan ko yung flower. Borado lahat. <laughs> Sakit. Palpak pa rin ako. I'm a sinner. Ganun. <laughs> Pero yung mga flowers, no, pag nagtitingin ako, grabe, yung ibang, mamahal, sobra. Kinakain din ba yan? Or good na ba yan for 10 years? <laughs> grabe yung price, yung iba. Sobrang limited lang. But it's interesting because James said, you're like flowers. Gano ka mahal? Gano ka bango? Gano ka ganda? My shelf life lang. And then he talked to the rich. He said, hey, remember this, no matter how rich you are, you're just given few days to live. So don't allow money to possess you. You possess money. And use it according to the purposes of God. And so at the end, in James chapter 1, verse 16, the last verse for today, he said, do not be deceived. Can you please uh, encourage the person seated next to you? Sabi mo sa kanya, wag kang mabulag. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow to, due to change. Don't be deceived. Kahit gaano kaganda, ka-appealing, ka-enticing, don't trade your faith with temporary gain. Don't put your security 
in wealth. Don't base your identity in your material possession. He said, don't be deceived, brothers. Or, wag ka compromise No, don't. Better for us to endure and wait for the deliverance of God. Don't be deceived. I like this picture I got from Pastor Dave. Pag nag-fishing, di ba? Nangingisda, nag-gumagamit sila ng bait. Ilo-lower nila yung sa water para kainin ng isda. Yung nilalagay nila pagkain talaga ng isda, yun eh. Hindi lason yun eh. It's good for the fish. The only problem is pag kinain niya yun, it will become a trap. It's good for the fish, pero pag kinain niya yun, he will be lured away and it will lead to his death. Either prito siya, filet, <laughs> yun ang kakalabasan. Parang, na-imagine ko si James, yun yung sinasabi niya, no! It's a bait. Don't take it. It's good for you, but if you take it, it will become a trap. Don't be deceived. And then he gave this reminder, every good and perfect gift is from God. Every good thing you have is from God. And every good thing you will ever have will be from God. So don't compromise. You don't need to compromise in order to have good things. God is a good father. And as a father, I can relate because I'm not perfect. But every time my children will ask something from me, my desire is to give. Kung kaya ko rin lang, minsan nga kahit di kaya eh. Wala sa budget. Gagawa ko na lang ng paraan. Because it's the, the delight and honor of the parents to bless their children. Ganun din yung tatay natin sa langit. The Bible says, we have a good heavenly father who don't withhold good gifts to his children. Kung hindi pa niya binibigay, may reason si Lord. Consider it pure joy. We don't have to force the blessing. We don't need to cross the line to be blessed. God's desire for us is to be blessed. But we have to trust His will, trust His ways, and we have to trust His timing. Every good and perfect gift is from above. He encouraged, He said, we have a God who never and will never change like shifting shadows. He's the same God yesterday. Think about your journey with God. Ilang taon ka na kay Lord? Look back. How many of you can testify God is faithful? I've been walking with God for 20 years. It's not a perfect journey. Ups and downs. But I can stand here today and say, God is good. God is faithful. Every good thing I have today, it's because of Him. Yung mga nangyaring masasama, ngayon I can look back, ang pangit talaga nung nangyari yun. Pero ngayon, marami dun, tinatawanan ko na lang pag kinikwento ko. In fact, I'm using it to encourage others. Same God yesterday is the same God today and He will be the same God tomorrow. Amen? Let's just pray right You just heard a podcast from Victory. 
For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit our website at victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash victoryph.